Life is hard. Hard like a rock. But it could be worse. Oh, sorry. Life is hard. But it could be worse. Uh, you can't like hear two musics at the same time. No, I interrupted the intro anyway. I should let it play. I should be more patient. Welcome to the welcome to the Life is Rock podcast. Something like that. We're going to have some fun tonight and also discuss the sad realities that are our world today. Because that's what we do on the Life is Rock Hard podcast. <laughs> Life is Rock Hard. I like that. Yes. So, yes. starting with something I mentioned to you last <laughs> week after the podcast, I have this dog, right? And we talked about him. We talked about my dog before. We um, have, yes. But he can't seem to figure out doors. Like, he won't, we walk up to the door, the door opens out, and he won't let me get the door open. He he puts his body against the door and wants me to open well, it to let him in. in. Right, right. And I, I'm like, you have to back up. I can't open the door. But if I back up, I'm further from in. Yeah, yeah. He, But he doesn't, you'd think after like 500 times going through the door, that he would figure, and I used to, I used to actually try to train him to stay back. Like we'd be coming up the steps, and I would hold him back and say "stay," and I would open the door, and then I would let him go, thinking eventually he'd he'd learn to like stay back a couple steps, and then when I opened, got the door open, it'd be like "go, you're good." But he has not figured. I haven't been totally consistent in my training, but he still has no clue whatsoever when he's standing there holding the door shut. And I'm trying to open it, and he's looking at me like, "What's the deal?" And I'm like, "Yeah, what's the deal?" Anyway, we he's, go. Around. He's thinking, "Let me get this straight. I'm here. I want to be just right there, like just that far. And you want me to go all the way back there, yeah, so that you can remove this barrier that you placed here to begin with." Well, it's on a hinge, and I don't have much control over that at the moment, so. Anyway, I think you do. You own the house. <laughs> right, right, right. So, hey, you know what that dog would say that life is? Um, no. Rough. <laughs> That's cute. I like that. <laughs> I don't know if you buy gas, but the price of oil has been like jumping around. They can't decide what the price of oil should be now because everything keeps changing. Um there's been some, you know, some uh, sign of a peace agreement in Ukraine. It hasn't happened, but there's been some progress. And so so that's one thing they're like, well, maybe this war will be over sooner than we thought. And then there's the uh, the COVID outbreak in Shanghai, China, um, which has caused them to lock down. And so the, the oil consumption has gone down by 200,000 barrels a day, which has helped with the, uh, with ah. the you know, the um, imbalance of supply and demand. So, uh, so yeah, anyway, they, they said from the news article I read about it, they said that traders were almost afraid to even trade in oil right now because the price is so volatile. It is hanging right around $100 a barrel, though. I mean, it goes up and down by 10 bucks, um, but um, it's hanging right around 100 bucks a barrel, which isn't that bad. I, I don't think we're going to see like $6 gas prices on average. I know California has six, their prices are always higher than ours. But um, overall average, I don't think it'll be six bucks for a while, the way things are going. What's, what's yours at? About four. Yeah, here in town, it's like 389, but it was 419 like a few days ago. 
Well, I paid four twenty nine last time I bought it, but it's come down. Yeah. So, so yeah, how's it going over there in Ukraine? Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Uh, like I said, they're making some progress on a peace agreement, although I don't see anything happening there because the real who's they the UN like no no it's Russia it's, is Russia at the table. Ukraine's delegates are meeting with Russia's delegates in Turkey. Oh, um, so Turkey's trying to broker a deal because Turkey doesn't want to uh, do anything to piss off Russia, so they're trying to try to stay neutral. That's actually what yeah. India is doing too. India is trying to stay neutral and all this. They, there's a lot of countries that are reliant on Russia and they do not want to get into it with Russia, and so they don't want to take sides. Um, which yeah, is if Turkey. If Turkey pisses off Russia, then their goose is cooked. Exactly. That's what I said. Actually, I didn't say that, but <clears throat> that's what she said. No, wait. I mean, Putin can't really have an agreement that's gonna not give him what he said he went there for. Because he's already told his people. Which is to liberate those two territories. Or right, whatever. he's supposed to be getting, well, he's declared them as independent states already. So he, so they have to become accepted by Ukraine as independent states. He has to eliminate the Nazis in Ukraine, demilitarize Ukraine, denuclearize Ukraine. And uh, and he well, also... That's a lot. Yeah, and he also planned on changing the... Re- the uh, the regime, I guess, the the, the leadership. <coughs> Sorry. That's fine. So uh, anyway, long story short, I think the big problem is going to be that Putin cannot win, but he also cannot retreat. So we're going to end up in this weird stalemate that's just going to go on with a lot of bombing and shelling because Putin could keep bombing Ukraine indefinitely, right? He could keep throwing missiles at them, dropping bombs from airplanes, Really? Even if the sanctions work and he's broke? Oh, yeah. Well, he's he's uh, fining Google uh, for uh, allowing uh, what he would call propaganda to stay on YouTube. <laughs> of course, it's in this case, it's probably more the truth. I mean, there's a little bit of propaganda to everything, right? But, uh, but it's more leaning towards the truth than what he's putting out. Yeah. Um, in any case, anything that doesn't call it a special military operation as far as he's concerned is uh is incorrect and also there's some there's been a lot of stuff on youtube where people have spoken poorly of russia's military in terms of their performance in terms of what they're doing and the ethics and all that and he says it's insulting to the russian military it's threatening to the russian military and those poor guys they invaded another country and now they have to put up with the world's criticism. Yeah, you know. damn critics. They're dropping no. bombs on civilians. Like the critics either. You invade a country and see how cleanly you can do it. Exactly. And to the critics. And not only that, but but see how easy it is. I mean, you'll find out that it's not as easy as it looks. It's a it's a it's a it's a hard, dirty job. Exactly. Russia worked really hard to get in this position where they could just Imagine, imagine Invade. the people, the people flying the jets that have to drop the bombs. I mean, they have to fly, they have to sit in that cockpit and push a button at just the right time, by the way, and then uh, and then guide the bomb, the missile bomb, into its target. I mean, that's hard work. This is not trivial. I mean, it, it it, hundreds of people down, you know, on the ground are getting killed, uh, you know, every day. But that's you know, that's just collateral damage, right? 
So anyway, um, I want to talk about Putin's war strategy because from the beginning, I thought it was kind of fucked. Now, if anybody doesn't already know this, tanks, like battle tanks, are kind of ancient history. Uh, the only reason we still have them, the only reason we have the Abrams tanks, is because we've developed tanks that don't have to stop to shoot. We can keep our tanks rolling at 50, you know, probably a little more than 50 miles an hour, or even, I think they might go as high as 60. But anyway, they can be moving really fast and continue. We as in the United States or we as in humanity? United States. No, United States. Okay. We don't, we, this is super private. This is super secret technology. The Oh, the, well. I mean, if everybody knows Russians about are listening. Pretend you don't hear. No, that. no, that's not my. No, I mean the the laser, <laughs> the the gimbal and laser targeting system on our tanks is like super high tech and super secret. The tank itself, you know, not so much. But the point is that that you can f- accurately fire the tank's weapons while in motion, take out your enemies without them ever being able to hit you because you never stop moving. Now, having said that, even for us, tanks are obsolete. Because if you think about it, you know, even if they're moving along on the ground, we got smart bombs, missiles, tracking bombs. We've got, you know, handheld weapons that can take out a tank. And that's the point. So Russia's poor old, you know, T-60 tanks that are built like World War II style are sitting ducks. And he sent in all these tanks and all this armor without enough infantry to protect them. So basically, as the tank comes over the hill, you blow the shit out of the tank. And we're taking the, we, the, uh, the Ukrainians, of course, are using our weapons, but they're taking out tanks like crazy. This is not, that's why Putin hasn't been able to make any progress on the ground. The only thing that's actually really gone in the direction of the Russians is the fact that they've got air superiority and missile launchers. So they can just, you know, drop bombs and, and fire missiles wherever they want with basically with basic impunity, right? That nothing there's nothing the Ukrainians can really do. They have taken a couple of Russia's they aircraft. Don't have any, yeah, I was gonna say they don't have any anti aircraft. They have some. They have some. Scuds, but it's that's what were those? Yeah, that's pretty hard to to you know, even if you take out a, a bomber, it will probably have dropped its bombs on you before you take it out. So there's this whole, you know, it's it's not an easy thing. They've taken out a few bombers, a few jets, but not very many. Sorry, I had a drink talking so much. Um, but anyway, the the strategy that Putin went in well, with was... you talking so much leads me to drinking too. Yeah, so the, <laughs> the, the, the strategy that Putin went in with was was like World War II, outdated, archaic, stupid. He also thought he was going to go in and be greeted as a liberator, which is, this isn't the first time he's made that mistake. Actually, we made that mistake too. So, yeah. But uh, he's he's met way more resistance than he expected. And and now at this point, he's stuck. I mean, I, mean, I don't want to say that Putin's, Putin's the victim of this thing because as far as I'm concerned, Putin did the equivalent of walking into your neighbor's house with a flamethrower, you know, and just saying, you know, I'm just going to burn your house down because I don't like you. That's basically what he did. There's no, there's no forgiving him for invading another country. However, he is losing his ass. And I'm, I'm kind of, I mean, I'm happy to say this. I'm pretty happy. This is not all bad. Um, this could be the end of Putin as we know it, because if he doesn't, 
you know, if this just drags on and drags on, you can only hide stuff from your people for so long because you have to send troops over there to die. And at some point, there's enough body bags coming back that people are like, hey, how is it this is going really well when we've got, you know, 3,000 of our people, you know, of our kids back in body bags? Right. It's like another Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it could be even worse than that because uh, although Vietnam was a catastrophe. So, uh, yeah, anyway, um, that's Ukraine. That's the update on Ukraine. There's some, I just, just before we did this podcast, like from 9 to 10 p.m. And right now it's like 10, 49 p.m. Um, I watched Eastern it, time, Eastern time. Yes. Yeah. Speak for yourself. Well, oh, yeah. I am speaking for myself. That's exactly what I'm speaking for because our listener in Australia is like a complete like day away. Um, but <coughs> Oh God. Now I'm going to choke that. <coughs> See, you should never. Oh. Yeah. Well, I only, I've got, I've got one fun thing to talk about. So let me get through this hard part before I get to the fun thing. I was just, Taking the time away while you were coughing. Coughing my, yeah, I was dying over here. I had it earlier. It's all good. <clears throat> I, I just kind of like, anyway. So uh, this this documentary was called uh, Lords of Water, and um, it was really eye-opening. It was actually, it actually came out in 2020, so it's a couple years old now. But but what they're, what the, what Wall Street is trying to do, and by Wall Street, I mean, you know, people with money all over the world, investors, venture capitalist vulture capitalist whatever um, capitalists in general what's coming here what Go they're ahead. trying to do is turn water into a commodity that is traded on a water market just like oil is today and, mm, I didn't quite see that coming okay and they've been making a lot of progress in this direction um, there's a guy that they interviewed for this documentary who is a water baron uh, that's what they coined him anyway. Uh, he has been buying up thousands and thousands of acres of real estate and putting in hundreds of millions of dollars worth of infrastructure. Uh, with the real estate, he gets the water rights, and he's been putting in infrastructure to pump the water and sell it. Um, but he thinks this is a great investment because he's going to make his money back. Well, he's probably already made most of it back. He's selling water to farmers in California. And um, that, so I just want to... Let this kind of sink in for a second. If water becomes, you know, like a commodity like oil, then what we will have is we will have, you know, billionaire investors buying up all the rights to all the water and then selling them back to us. Yep. I mean, yes, we do pay for water. If you live in a municipality and you have municipal water, you do pay for it. However, if you have a well, you don't. If you collect rainwater, you don't. Um, if you and, and the amount we pay, I mean, the amount I pay to the municipality is pretty dirt cheap. I've actually said many times that water should be more expensive than it is, and that's one of the interesting parts of this whole argument is the environmentalists are on the side of the capitalists because the way they see this is the only way to stop people from abusing water. Right, is to is make it, it, for it. <laughs> yeah, make it more expensive. Make it a wow, you know, and and uh, of course they're looking at. I mean, take somebody, take somebody like Nestle, Nestle out in California. That's where I thought you were going with it because I've heard of Nestle being involved in this. Yeah, they water get business. free water, then they bottle it and sell it. Right, so 
and, and but Nestle, as far as I'm concerned, would be one of those investors. They, I mean, that's basically the the marketing model, right? You buy something to get the water rights, or you get water rights, and then you turn around and sell it. Um, in any case, where I want to go with this really quick is if you, if you let this sink in, and the idea that that we could literally be like water goes to the highest bidder. And if you've got enough money, you know, you have a whole swimming pool, you, like an Olympic swimming pool in your backyard full of water, and the people living down the street are dying because they can't get water. And by the way, let's not equivocate about the importance of water. You know, water is life. If you don't get water, you will die. One idiot right. they interviewed, you know, they mentioned the fact that water is life and that, that you shouldn't be able to put a price on it because everybody needs to have it to survive. He said, well, healthcare is life and people have to pay for that. And I'm like, bullshit. I mean, yes, we have to pay for healthcare, but not all, not in all countries do they do that. But also I can go months without health, healthcare, possibly years. And if I get sick, I can put off my healthcare. I can, I can do things to mitigate the need for healthcare. I can sort of, you know, do all, if nothing else, I can, in a lot of cases live without healthcare even though I may live a, a less quality of life, right? Mm-hmm. But three days without water, you're dead. This isn't something you can, you know, oh, I guess I'll have to go without water for a week because I don't have any money. No, you won't go without water for a week. You will be dead, period. Well, not only that, but your argument is, you know, well, this other thing that is highly controversial and should be right. free and available <laughs> exactly. to everybody also charges... You know, yeah, like that's yeah. You could could have picked a more stable target there. Yeah, right. I mean, there's a lot of people who would argue that healthcare is also a human right that it should not I, be. I am one of those people. Right? Well, I would too. I would too. I think it's stupid that we, you know, we have people that are dying prematurely or dying because they don't have access to healthcare, uh, especially in a rich country. I mean, I can see in like Nepal. I was watching a, a, a documentary on Nepal where uh, women were dying giving childbirth because they're so far from the nearest hospital that if something goes wrong, they, they end up dying. Well, that is kind of understandable because it's a logistics issue. But when you live in the richest country in the world and you've got a hospital right down the street, but you can't afford to go there, that's a little different. Right. Uh, anyway, so yeah, that's the water thing, and and there's a lot more to that story. Um, if if you want to see the whole thing, I would uh, look up uh, uh, Lords of Water. It's it was on Al Jazeera. I suspect it's probably in their playlist. If you go, yeah, check I don't think I saw that one, but I did see something that showed about how Nestle was trying to buy up the rights to the water. And- they didn't actually mention Nestle in this one because Nestle wasn't part of that equation. But but yeah. they are. But they did have. A, there was a woman at the UN. Uh, there's activists out there, by the way, that are that are talking in our favor for making water, a, basically saying that water is a human right and it's a public resource and it can never be traded, can never be commoditized. Period. And something like a hundred and I want to say a hundred and forty countries voted for that resolution, and nobody voted against it, but forty-one abstained. By the way, of the ones abstaining, that included uh, the United States and the UK. So, um, of course, because well, Australia apparently has already uh, created a market for water, and um, and and the United States has also in some regards, and then of course the UK has too. So, so the rich capitalist countries have already gone down this road to some extent, right? It's just a I'm going to fight this crocodile, and then I'm going to steal his water. Exactly, yeah. 
So we've got 10 minutes left, and I want to do a cold case. We have, uh, people may not know this, but not only have we been doing this podcast for a while, but I've been, you know, in the journalist sort of field for a long time. So there are cases that, that date way back, way back. Have we got a way back? Way. Yeah. <laughs> way back. Oh, you want a way back noise? Yeah, have you got a way back noise? Yeah, way back. And uh, <clears throat> I decided that some of these cases would be ripe for review, especially with today's, you know, genetic analysis, DNA sampling, things like that. Um, <clears throat> so let's talk about Jack and Jill, the infamous case of Jack and Jill. Oh, I think I'm familiar with this case. The way I believe the story goes is Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. Which Nestle charged them $100 for. Well, there's some scandal, but Jack fell down and broke his crown, and Jill came suspiciously tumbling after. Now, there's a lot of questions that come to mind. First of all, it is very scant in details. I believe the story was heavily redacted. Bit of a cover-up, maybe. Yeah. They don't talk about what the relationship between Jack and Jill was. I think we're supposed to assume they're brother and sister, but we can't really assume that, can we? Uh, you Not by, well, if you're going by today's standards, you can't assume anything. That's right. <laughs> and um, why would you go uphill to fetch water? All they would need to do is put, I mean, water will gravity feed down the hill. They put exactly. A pipe, have a That's sp- what I was thinking. Have a spigot. And... If Jack fell down and broke his crown and she came tumbling after, like, is somebody Kind of reminds you of there? a Princess Bride, doesn't it? Where he's like, as you wish. And then she goes. Remember that? No. You, do you know, have you seen the movie A Princess Bride? I have, yes, a couple of times. And I know that I should know it better. Well, he fell I'm down. you right now. She pushed but. him down the hill. The, the um, uh, what was her boyfriend's name? I can never remember names. <clears throat> he was being the the dreaded pirate Roberts or whatever, but but yeah. uh, she didn't know he was her boyfriend, her long lost right. love. And when she pushed him down the hill, he says, "As you wish," you know. And then she realizes <laughs> it's him, and she goes tumbling after him. So that's what made me. I, <clears throat> that's what I thought of when I was, you know, the whole gotcha. Jill went tumbling after. Well, I'm just thinking somebody up there is pushing these kids. Well, I'm wondering adults or whatever they are. We don't really know. I mean, there's a possible again cover up. I'm telling you, it's very sketchy on details. We we've got almost nothing to go on here. It's like they intentionally left out a lot of information. Um, I mean, we, we it's possible that Jill pushed Jack and then felt bad, or just. And Maybe. then committed suicide after? Well, a, I mean, sometimes you could push someone and lose your balance. Suicide, suicide. Too. Um, yeah. but, now, but now Jack also broke his crown, which is pretty serious. Um, if it's the crown I'm thinking of. I mean, the crown, the actual crown of his head, not, not like yes. a crown you wear. No, I'm pretty sure they meant the crown of his head. So Jack... Well, it doesn't really specify that either. I mean, maybe well, he was fine and just his crown broke. It Well, it doesn't give us really the outcome, does it? I mean, we it don't even. Yeah, right. They might have both lived. Well, I hope Jill at least lived. But I but also, if, I also think it reflects poorly on women's autonomy that Jill just came tumbling down after Jack. Like Jack fell, and Jill's like, "Oh, I must fall after Jack." She could have 
I mean, what, women can't stand on their own two feet? Yeah, she fainted. She saw Jack f- roll down the hill. She's and, like, oh. And she saw his crown heading for that rock. She's like, right. oh, shit, he's going to hit his crown on that rock, and that's going to hit him, so I'm just going to roll down the hill after him. I don't right. know. I'm, I mean, it, the, the theory that you posited that maybe someone pushed him is uh, or pushed him and her, or pushed her, maybe she pushed him and someone else pushed her. I mean, we don't know. Or if he's even him or hers even her, but yes. And then the final thought is, what happened to the bucket of water? Yes. Well, whoever pushed him stole it. That's why they did it. Have you seen the water prices lately? Yeah. <laughs> They're like 16 bucks a gallon of water. Yeah. You well, know, I mean, that's worth pushing a couple Yahoos down the hill over. A whole bucket. I don't know. I still don't think going to the top of the hill for water is the best route to go. Yeah, that's the part that never made any sense to me. You'd think they would, you know, Jack and Jill went down to the river to fetch a pail of water. Right. That would make more sense. And then Jack fell in and couldn't swim. And, oh, (laughs) I was going to say it lost his skin. I don't know. Well, yeah. (laughs) Couldn't swim. Terrible water. You probably don't want to be drinking that anyway. Jill dove in after. Right? I mean, it would make sense. That would make sense because Jill would be trying to rescue Jack. Yes. That's what we should do is we should just make nursery rhymes that make sense. Take all this cockamamie crap out of it and be like, here's the rhyme you should have gotten. Well, if we could just get to the bottom of this story, then it would be one of those cases I could close and be like, well, we've solved... I don't understand how it could be a cold case if we're not even sure they're dead. Well, I don't think they have to be dead to, in order for the story to be unresolved, like to know what, like what actually happened. If we could determine who they actually were, then we could maybe interview them and get a lot of more details. But I suspect that they're in a witness protection program if they're still alive. Because they turned state's evidence on the person that pushed them down the hill? And stole their water. Or stole their pail of water. Or maybe the person who bought the rights to the water. Yep. Anything is possible. This is this is the world we live in today. Um just when you think you've figured it out, some capitalist comes up with a new way of taking your money. Exactly. I'm you know, I'm gonna do the capitalist rant. We like I haven't done it in what, you know, a week. Um we are really in trouble here like capitalism determines everything it determines so many aspects of our lives and we will not save our planet if we allow everything to be determined based on short-term profit yeah well we won't save anything we won't save ourselves no we won't save the whales did you see the megalodon no i didn't sorry Video evidence of a megalodon. They're not entirely sure it's a megalodon, but they think it is, like, for real. Like, for real. Cindy has a good theory, which is that things are coming up, right? Like, mm. so as, as, as we have more climate disturbance and whatever, the food at the top becomes scarcer, so the the creatures that you know, are normally at the beach kind of scooch in inland. And so the creatures that are 
shallow in the water, kind of scooch up to the beach and so forth and so on. It's funny on. you should so mention that. that. I saw a video today of an octopus scooching down the beach, actually up on the sand, scooching along. Well, that's another example. And so, like, her theory is that the, the creatures that lived way down at the bottom, 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 that we have yet to explore and have no idea what's down there, are starting to come up higher, you know. And uh, Have you seen to, the documentary... Have you and seen, now they're being discovered. Have you seen the documentary A Life Aquatic? No. Oh, that's got um, Bill Murray. Oh, this, is it a documentary? <laughs> no. Oh. I always call movies documentaries for fun. There was a jaguar shark in that one. I have never heard of if, that. If you ever... No, no, it's... I mean, it's very rare. It was one of a kind something they spotted in the movie. But um I'm trying to find some aquatic music here. The, the the Life Aquatic has a great soundtrack. It is an awesome it's hilarious. The whole movie is hilarious. It's just totally and and the um when they go under the they're they're making documentaries. Basically the movie is a movie about a like a research vessel that's shooting, you know, movies all the time. Like a Jacques Cousteau kind of thing. Right. And uh and their videos, they've got the most colorful things. I mean, it's just crazy, insane, vibrant colors and weird, you know, like maybe a a seahorse swimming by upside down or something, but stuff that you wouldn't even see in the ocean. Just, it's ridiculous. The whole thing is meant to be mostly ridiculous. The cast is amazing. It's got Jeffrey Goldblum. I mean, it's got all the, it's got uh, Willem Dafoe. I mean, it's got like all the best actors in the, in the world. And it's, it's fun. How old is this movie? Oh, it's pretty old. It's called A Life Aquatic. In, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it just, you made me think of it when you talk about the Megalodon because they've got a big shark, a big giant shark they spot. Yep. Well, supposedly it's real. So. Well, we'll see if it amounts to anything, but I, I oh, don't... we can add Megalodon to the list. To I, the I will say this pool. in the... Uh, we're already 18 seconds over, so in the negative Uh-oh, 30... Nope, that better stop. In the negative oh, 25 God. seconds we have left, I want to say that we haven't explored all the oceans. I mean, people think, oh, the oceans, they're right here. They're right under our feet, right? No, we know less about what's in the ocean than we do know about what's on the moon. Right, that was her point, is that all yeah. the stuff from the places that we haven't got to yet is starting to creep up. Even places we've, you know, gone to, like we've gone down to the bottom of the Marianas Trench, right? Six miles down. It's fucking dark down there. Who the hell is Mariana, by the way? Oh. Like, yeah, well, let me just say, we don't. I don't think we want to know because it would be pretty insulting to her if we, like, named a six-mile deep trench after her. That <laughs> she should be honored. You're in all the books, like all the yeah. Books. You're known for your there's trench. Only, there's only one trench I've ever. What heard is of. trench a metaphor for? I mean, I don't think I even want to know. I was not even going to go there. See, you weren't going to go I, there. It no, could... I figured it was obvious. I knew everybody who listens was thinking of it. I didn't have to spell it out for them. Well, you don't. I mean, it could go either way. The trench could be a lot of things. But the it would not it would be derogatory in any case, especially if it's six miles deep. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. 
Yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. Life was hard. But it could be Like worse. a rock. Life was hard. But it could be worse. Life is hard. But it could be worse.